Well, it's getting a little out of control, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's reached now the point where you really can't deny it any longer. There is a vendetta, an absolute vendetta against Donald Trump. And anyone who's trying to tell you that all of these things that are being done to this man, these indictments uh, that are being trumped up against him, no pun intended by the Manhattan DA's office, and now we will soon learn by the special prosecutor and by the attorney from Georgia, Uh, If anyone tries to tell you that these things are being done because they know that the overwhelming response from the MAGA faithful is going to embolden them and make Donald Trump even more popular so that they can hopefully have him as the nominee because they believe he's the one that's most easily defeated, is giving you a giant crock of shit. Don't believe it for a second. That is absolutely not what's going on. They know full well that Donald Trump can win and will win if he's given the nomination unless there is monkeying around with the books and election fraud. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show, and you can do so in one of three easy ways. Go to either the Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store and simply search out the Jamie Dury Show, or go to the App Store on either device, Google or iPhone, and simply search out the free Podbean app and download it there. And then you can search out the Jamie Dury Show on Podbean itself. That's our hosting service. Either way you choose to to subscribe, you'll be able to leave reviews, comments. You can always email me directly at jamiedury1776 at gmail.com. Ask me a question, ask me to cover a topic or expand on a topic I've already covered. I'd be glad to hear from you and happy to accommodate you. So please feel free to contact me. So what the left is doing, uh, it's beneath contempt, but in some ways it's really the ultimate in chutzpah. I said this before the last election, when... That chap whose name escapes me for the moment, who used to be the advisor to uh, Obama, that guy with the bad mustache and the receding pate, uh, said, don't worry, it's going to appear on election eve that Donald Trump has won a landslide victory. But as these votes get counted that come in later, you're going to see that he actually lost because they knew exactly what they were going to do. They were setting you up for it setting up the public for it, putting the debate in the public uh, square, so to speak, so that when they unhatch their plan of ballot harvesting and bringing in ballots that were manufactured and dead people voting, the people would say, well, I guess they were, I guess they were right. Uh, That's what happened. No, that's not what happened. And they're doing it again. You have James Comey, the former director of the FBI, a man who, by all accounts, should be in jail himself, saying that a Donald Trump presidency would be a retribution presidency, that we shouldn't elect him because if we do, he's simply going to use his office to exact revenge on all the people that he feels wronged him. No, Mr. Comey, what Donald Trump is going to do is bring the full measure and weight of the American criminal justice system upon the people who have corrupted it, upon the people who have engaged in false narratives, upon the people who have bought and paid for information, and then defrauded a FISA court 
using the false paid-for information as a basis for getting warrants to spy illegally on Americans, and then getting charges to have a special prosecutor investigate that which you knew was false, and then try and base impeachment hearings on them, waste taxpayer money, and strangely enough, you happen to be one of those people who engaged in that conduct. So I'm sure that you think it would be a retribution presidency. I'm sure you don't want to see Donald Trump president because you may very well find yourself wearing an orange jumpsuit, as you should. But the rest of us want to see justice restored. The rest of us don't understand how these things can happen. We really don't. And now we're learning that the special counsel that was appointed by Merrick Garland, and we know what a straight shooter he is, uh, is preparing to announce that Donald Trump is going to be indicted for this scandal of taking classified documents, documents that he declassified. Now, this is very interesting, and this is a classic example of a two-tier justice system and a double standard. So far, since the Trump investigation, that ridiculous raid on Mar-a-Lago, we've seen Vice President Pence caught up with this document sort of scandal, being in possession of documents supposedly he wasn't supposed to be in possession of. And we've learned that Joe Biden, the current president, had documents in his possession from when he was vice president. Now, a vice president has very different powers, and a former vice president has very different powers and a privilege than a former president. See, the vice president doesn't have the power to classify or declassify documents, but a president does. And he had documents in his garage that weren't even secured. Donald Trump's documents were in a locked safe in Mar-a-Lago and protected by the Secret Service. Yet nobody is talking about indicting Mike Pence. Nobody is talking about indicting uh, Joe Biden. But they're talking about indicting Trump. Now, Trump's people met with uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel. Uh, I suppose it was a very civil meeting. But they made it known that he's going to be indicted. And Trump issued a statement. No president of the United States has ever in the history of our country been basely, baselessly investigated in such an outrageous and unlawful fashion. Now, that statement was not from Trump himself. That was from um, his attorneys, John Rowley and James Trusty. They wrote the letter back on March, uh, no, sorry, May 23rd. And that was addressed not to the special prosecutor, but directly to the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Trump did post the letter on his Truth Social um, platform late today uh, as the Trump's latest response to one of Trump's legal challenges. Now, we've also learned that there's going to be something brewing in Georgia, but we'll get back to that. Now, the, the special counsel, Jack Smith, was appointed back in November of 2022, and there's revelations about... Um, someone that he's using um, that caused problems in Europe. We're going to cover that tomorrow. Supposedly entrapped a European president. We'll get into that tomorrow and all of that. But you would think 
that in light of the Durham report and the exposure, which got no exposure in the mainstream media, about what they did to Trump and how it was all baseless and manufactured and it was beneath contempt that they would just back off and leave this stuff alone. But they're not leaving it alone. They're going back it and back and back, and they're going to try and make a big deal about this. They're doing everything they can to try and sully Donald Trump, to try and make it impossible for him to run. I don't know if they're going to be successful in that. I doubt it very much. But it's no question in my mind that that is why you're now seeing the field flooded, because all of these people, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, they all, with the exception of DeSantis, who you might say has a credible chance, not a real chance, but a credible chance at least, all these people have to know that if Donald Trump is in the running, none of them has a snowball's chance in hell of getting the nomination. They have to know that. Now, I don't think Tim Scott is really running for president. Tim Scott is a great man, and he's a great American success story. I think he's lobbying for a position as vice president. Ron DeSantis is foolishly trying to run for president. I don't think he can beat Donald Trump. Could he beat the Democrat? I guess it depends who it is. Uh, He could beat Joe Biden, but then I could probably beat Joe Biden. Will he beat Gavin Newsom? Uh, I don't know, because I think they're going to try and knock Joe Biden out. I've speculated on this before, the many ways they could do this. But I don't think that Joe Biden is ultimately going to run. Um, I think he's going to be stopped. Whatever they have to do to do it. If he does, he loses. But my point is, Ron DeSantis being a first-term president is not really going to do what needs to be done to clear up this swamp. Only Trump can do that because he's the only one with the will to do it, and he's the only one who's not running for re-election, so he doesn't have to curry favor with anyone. Once you have your eye on a second term and you're running for re-election, you are, to a degree, compromised and hamstrung by that. And DeSantis should not be even be looking at being Trump's running mate, because they should let Trump run, they should let Trump win, they should let Trump clean up as much as he can of this Washington swamp, There is more than ample time for DeSantis to run in the future. He's only 44 years old. The smartest thing for him to do was not to run at all. Just sit back, be the governor of Florida, continue to do a good job, let Trump go in there and clean house, and then he could be the voice of reason, not having been associated with anything with Trump's very necessary cleaning of house, And then maybe he has a shot. But doing this, if he tries to run against Trump and he loses, I think he compromises his chance of getting the nomination at some point in the future. So this was a very ill-advised political move. I think all these people are just jumping in there, hoping that Trump is disabled to the point where he has to drop out, which I don't think he will do. They're not going to do any—he's never going to drop out. They're going to have to find a way to keep him legally from running. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. I think it's all a fool's— errand. Okay. But again, this um, special prosecutor was appointed by Garland back in November uh, after this raid on Mar-a-Lago. Now, the counsel, uh, Jack Smith, he pledged an expeditious investigation, um, supposedly operating in anomaly independent manner from the DOJ to avoid a perceived conflict of interest. And he can choose to recommend charges after his investigation. Quote, as special counsel, 
Smith will exercise independent prosecutorial judgment to decide whether charges should be brought. This is what Merrick Garland said in a statement when he appointed him last year. Uh, I'd like to see what these independent counsels do to uh, Joe Biden and Mike Pence and so forth and so on. But you think they'd leave that alone. Now we're also learning. Um, now, listen to this. In addition to the um, classified document issue, um, they're looking into the 2020 elections probe. In Trump's case, Smith has been looking into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or with the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6th. I don't think you could say that anyone interfered with it. Obviously, Joe Biden was inaugurated on January 20th, which has been the day of inauguration since FDR, I think. Uh, And we have Trump's tweets now that his Twitter account has been restored, which indicate that he told everyone to peacefully protest. He never advocated for violence. They have no case against this man. Okay. They're talking about that uh, it could be an incitement charge because one exception to the First Amendment protection of speech is for incitement. In other words, the old argument that the First Amendment uh, doesn't give you the right to yell fire in a crowded theater. That's true, but they don't have any evidence of Trump ever yelling fire in a crowded theater. So this is going to be very interesting how all this goes. But the classified documents investigation, uh, look, there's no question, Democrats in this country sat by and they watched people from Black Lives Matter, Antifa, destroy this country, do all kinds of violence. In fact, it started on day one. They tried to burn Washington, D.C. to the ground on the day of the inauguration of Donald Trump. Donald Trump hadn't done anything yet. And they were calling for his impeachment, or Maxine Waters was, and they were burning things up. They were doing all kinds of damage and and vandalism. They destroyed many cities across this country during the George Floyd riots. Nobody was held accountable. In fact, the city of New York is going to pay money to these pieces of garbage, saying that that the department acted in an excessive manner. And not chump change either, something like 20,000 or 60,000 a person. Insanity. Insanity. But because a few people gathered on the steps of the Capitol, and then the doors were open, they were let to walk in, and we have all the footage now, so now we can see they were allowed to walk in. All of a sudden, they're going to try and arrest all these people. 18 years, draconian sentences. We're living in a banana republic. And now we learn that the Georgia prosecutor signals possible indictments in August in the Trump probe. And this is all about whether or not they're going to be uh, investigating whether or not he tried to unlawfully interfere in the Georgia election. This has got to be so incredible. I'm almost incredulous at this. Georgia, if you recall, in Atlanta was the place where we saw on videotape these people at the polls locking out the Republicans. And it was only when it was only Democrats in the polls in the wee small hours pulling boxes of ballots out from under a table and then start ramming them through a machine. We saw the voter fraud. Nobody cared. You saw it, and then they told you you didn't see it. But you saw it, and it's another witch hunt. All of this is happening. 
So we're going to be paying close attention to this. Uh, it was on Truth Social that Trump is expected to be indicted. Trump issued a statement on Truth Social um, earlier today indicating that it was a witch hunt and that it should never have been done. I don't know if I can bring it up here. Um, let me see if I can find it. I had it before, but I've been running. There's been so much information coming in in such an accelerated uh, fashion. It's it's tough to keep to keep up with everything that's coming in. One second. I'm just trying to see if I can type in um, Donald Trump's account. If I can get that up. Let's say the Trump Organization. Uh, let's say Donald Trump. Let's see if this is the one. Ah, here's a statement by Donald Trump three hours ago. No one has told me I'm being indicted, and I shouldn't be because I've done nothing wrong. But I have assumed for years that I am a target of the weaponized DOJ and FBI, starting with the Russia, 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 Russia hoax, the no collusion Mueller report, impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the perfect Ukraine phone call, and various other scams and witch hunts, a travesty of justice and election interference at a level never seen before. Republicans in Congress must make this their number one issue. And let me tell you something, that's true. If the Republicans can't stand up to this and make this an issue, then basically they're saying to the Democrats, you can do whatever you want, and anyone you don't like and you don't want to run against, you can just demonize them and get rid of them and get them out of, the, out of contention, and the media lapdogs will help you. He posted another um, statement. It's on this, the header of his page. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And let me tell you something, that's prophecy, because they are. They are coming after the American way of life. You say anything that goes against the narrative on any subject, climate change, transgender rights, they demonize you, they dox you, they put your information out there and try and make you look like the bad guy and try and use you as an example to try and shut down anybody else who wants to speak up and make their voices heard. They're trying to make parents terrorists who are objecting to to uh, pornographic material that's being foisted on their students. They're, they're doing it to Catholics, investigating Roman Catholic churches, trying to call them beds of white supremacy. This is madness, but they're doing it. These are the same people who think that throngs of illegals, terrorists, and what have you, should be allowed to just walk across our southern border and be allowed to do whatever they want and come with an open hand and get as much money as they can. Now, one such liberal is Governor Gavin Newsom of California, and he's now saying that Florida could face criminal charges after flights of illegal immigrants land in California. Let me read from this article here. Uh, he made the complaint again on Tuesday that criminal charges could be pressed against Florida after two recent flights carrying illegal immigrants from Florida landed in California, and after... Florida's admission that it sent the flights. He stated this in an interview with Politico, quote, when you have the smoking gun, which is the paperwork in hand that everyone hands over to you, it's pretty self-evident. Now, let me give you my opinion on this. Either by coincidence or just by random chance, a lot of these border states, Arizona is getting more and more blue 
But Arizona, Texas, all these places that border Mexico, they suffer the brunt of these illegals that are coming in to their states because they cross the border, and much of the land that borders the Mexican border is not government land. A lot of it is privately held by ranchers. They have fences up, and their property is destroyed on a regular basis. They're not allowed to stop these people. The local authorities are not allowed to arrest these people. Nobody gives them any money back. Uh, I mean, they're being pillaged and plundered and basically told, screw off. And they're the American citizen. Florida, likewise, because of its immense amount of coastline, has had people trying to set foot from Cuba and other places. Also a red state, as is Texas. Who was advocating this illegal immigration wave? People in blue states, the Democrats, the people up in Massachusetts, the people up in New York, the people in California, like Gavin Newsom. So I think it's a novel idea and a very good idea for the governors in these states, A, saying, hey, you like the idea of the illegals? You want them? You got them. See how it is when you have to take care of them. Let them destroy your town. Let them destroy your state. Let them spend you into bankruptcy. We don't want them here. This is a perfectly legitimate enterprise, as far as I can see. I don't know why that shouldn't be allowed. Um, The Florida Division of Emergency Management confirmed Tuesday that it was responsible for the flights. Quote, From left-leaning mayors in El Paso, Texas, and Denver, Colorado, the relocation of those illegally crossing into the United States border is not new, so said spokesperson Alicia Collins. But suddenly, when Florida sends illegal aliens to a sanctuary city, it's false imprisonment and kidnapping. California is conducting an investigation after the flights landed and that the flights might be instances of state-sanctioned kidnapping. Give me a break. Look, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're a new person to this program, I've said this before. International law governs this. If you're trying to gain entry into the United States because you're making the case that you're persecuted in your home country, international law agreed to by the United Nations, requires that you seek sanctuary in the very first country you arrive in where you are not persecuted. You don't get to skip over three and four and five countries because you want to come to the United States. So if you're in Venezuela or Colombia or Panama or any place in Central America, You have to seek sanctuary in one of those Central American countries or Mexico itself before you get to the United States. You can't say, well, I think I'll leave from Venezuela, but I'll just skip over Panama, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras, Belize, Mexico. Oh, U.S., that's where I want to be. You can't do that. It's against the law. So I think it's about high time that these liberals, these governors, these mayors, Get a taste of their own medicine. New York City is getting it stuck right up you know where, and now they're crying and saying, Uncle. Well, they all started with de Blasio. Well, we're not going to keep anybody out. Well, you wanted them, baby. You got them. You find a place to keep them, and you find a way to pay for it, because the rest of us don't want to, and the rest of us don't want them. Even in other parts of New York State, these county legislatures are doing everything they can to keep them the hell out. You don't have the right to send people to us. We don't want them. We're not paying. Have a nice day. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Now, lastly, what I wanted to cover today, uh, one of my most popular shows or podcasts that I've done was the one I did uh, in regards to Tucker Carlson uh, 
being fired by Fox News. And there's a big contract dispute still ongoing. Fox News doesn't want to let Tucker Carlson go because they want to try and keep him off the air. But in order to do that, they have to continue to pay him his $20 million annual salary, which is not chump change. But apparently they're willing to do that. But there's a non-compete clause in almost all broadcasters, unless they're let go with the sanction, with the, uh, with the consent, rather, of the employer, like when Fox News sent Megyn Kelly to NBC. Uh, they're prohibited from working. If they, if they fired Tucker Carlson and he suddenly wanted to make a deal with Newsmax to work there, he couldn't do it unless Fox sanctioned it. Fox is not going to do that. They're not going to put him on a competing network. But there's been instances where these type of clauses have been able to be severed and uh, vitiated after court proceedings because the professional life of a personality like that is limited. And as they are off the air for an extended period of time, it can have a detrimental effect on their career and their popularity. And so many times these clauses are considered unenforceable, that if reasonable accommodations can be made, maybe taking a little bit less on the money or the severance, that these things should go away and the person should be allowed to have gainful employment with some agency that wants him. But the whole media landscape has changed in the last five years. For you to even be able to listen to a common man like myself, who was one of many new podcasters out there doing a podcast, this technology did not exist before. But now everyone has a smartphone. The world is at your fingertips. So as many smartphones as there are out there, be it Google or Apple, you can listen to this podcast. When you have someone like Tucker Carlson with that kind of name recognition, and people aren't limited to having to watch it when they get home on cable, people can now listen to podcasts or live broadcasts, and they can hook their phone up to their vehicle, and instead of listening to their car radio, they can listen to it through Bluetooth. And the audience is going to be even bigger. Well, the other day, Tucker Carlson made his inaugural broadcast, which he said he was going to do on Twitter. Now, I didn't even know that you could do this on the Twitter platform. I may look into this to see if I can bring you something on Twitter as well. But he did it, and it was on, uh, on Tuesday night, last night. Let me read this article. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson's first Twitter show on Tuesday night went viral, generating more than 85 million views in less than 24 hours. Now, that does not mean that 85 million people watched the entire show. It was a 10-minute monologue. Didn't have any guests. I assume other ones will be longer unless there is a 10-minute time limit. I don't know what the limit is on the length of a broadcast of this type that you can do uh, on Twitter. But 85 million is an incredible number. Now, he used to get regularly, and he was the leader in cable news, in excess of three, three and a half million viewers on his 8 p.m. primetime time slot. So of these 85 million people, if even 10% of them, hell, if even 5% of them watch the whole 10 minutes, that means four and a quarter million people watch that. That's fully, fully a million or 750,000 more viewers than his highest show at three and a half million. There's no question in my mind, Tucker Carlson is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and Fox News is going to rue the day they let him go in order to appease uh, Dominion 
and other people like them. In the 10-minute monologue, it said Tucker made reference to the destruction of a dam in Ukraine. He also claimed that legacy news outlets have ignored the bombshell of the millennium after a government whistleblower revealed that spacecraft made by non-human intelligence have been recovered by governments around the world. Nobody knows what's happening. A small group of people control access to all relevant information. That's true. Uh, I just heard reference to that. I didn't catch it from the beginning, but driving up to my office this morning on 970 AM here in New York, I heard Joe Piscopo interviewing, I believe, a Lieutenant Colonel McGinnis from the Army, retired, that verified this, that said that we do have spacecraft that were made by aliens and we didn't have the bodies of extraterrestrials. A lot of the things in Roswell turning out to be very true. So this is is a bombshell and no one is talking about it. All they're talking about are transgender rights and climate change. No one knows what's happening. Quote, a small group of people control access to all relevant information and the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism, but go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep it up, they'll make you be quiet. Trust us. That's how they maintain control. Now, Carlson is not saying that racism is not something that matters, but it is not something that matters to the exclusion of all other things. It is one of many things that we'd like to correct, but it is not the only thing. And to have a disproportionate amount of time uh, spent on it is a way to deflect attention from other things that should be covered. At the end of the show, Carlson went on to suggest that he would leave the platform if Twitter, Twitter decides to censor him. He then signed off the show, calling Tucker on Twitter, saying that he would be back on the platform with much more very soon. Quote, as of today, we have come to Twitter which we hope will be the shortwave radio under the blankets, said Carlson, who spoke in what appeared to be a home studio and said toward the end of the video, we're told there are no gatekeepers here. If that turns out to be false, we'll leave. But in the meantime, we're grateful to be here. In the first month without Carlson, Fox News ratings took a hit, according to the Nielsen data. The network has seen a 37% year-over-year decline to 1.42 million during the primetime hours of 8 and 11 p.m., while left-wing competitor MSNBC saw its ratings increase to 1.16 million, or a 14% gain year-over-year. Now, Carlson had said he was going to bring his show to Twitter last month, and apparently he's made good on that boast. Uh, And Musk, Elon Musk, the current owner of Twitter, seems to like the idea. He made a statement saying, it would be great to have shows from all parts of the political spectrum on this platform. Now, in point of fact, I have no objection to that. But the reality is, that when talk radio, when liberal talk radio actually tried to compete with conservative talk radio uh, on NPR, they got blown out of the water. They tried it with that idiot Al Franken. I forget who the woman was, his sidekick. They got nowhere because that sort of vacuous nonsense that they spew on the left just can't compete in the arena of ideas. It just isn't bona fide. It's, It's a bankrupt philosophy. And it can't possibly work. 
When Trump said everything woke turns to shit, he wasn't lying. He was giving you the real, real deal. So there are good things coming from Tucker Carlson and elsewhere. As long as we have these alternative forms of media, we hope that you will not be kept in the dark and that there will be people to separate the wheat from the chaff, the forest from the trees, and make you aware of the type of things that are being done to you by media complexes in cooperation with the government in order to keep you in the dark and keep you under control. And that is a very dangerous thing because the media is supposed to be separate from the government. This is not Pravda, like in the Soviet Union, where the only two newspapers were owned by the government and they decided what you got to hear, what you got to see, what you got to read. But that's what's fast happening in the United States. The media and the Democratic Party are one. The late Rush Limbaugh used to think that the uh, media was the conduit through which the Democratic Party got their agenda out. He died a few years ago, and he made a different judgment late in his life. He thought that the media was the main source of the liberal agenda and were just using the Democratic politicians and propping them up so they could see it materialized. And that makes a lot of sense to me. But they are one entity. They are an evil entity. And the only thing that may wrest us from this is the existence of alternative media on live streams, podcasts, so that the truth, an unvarnished truth, can get to you. Over 54 million Americans now get their news through podcasts and other information through podcasts. And I encourage you to start searching out your iTunes App Store, your Google Play Store for podcasts like mine and others to get information that you're simply not getting anyplace else. Be an informed voter. Be an informed citizen. Because if you don't know what rights you have and what's being done, by the time they're taken away from you, it'll be too late. For the Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury.